This week, we are going to focus on disruptive behaviors, challenging behaviors, and differentiate between intentional challenging behaviors and challenging behaviors that are caused by some dysregulation of some sort. Okay, so we're not talking, just to be clear, mm -hmm. we're not talking about the category of disruptive behaviors Correct. as it used to be in DSM-4, right. partially in DSM-5. Correct. Okay, we're not, so don't be confused, we're not talking about disruptive behaviors in that regard, right. in that way. We're talking about disruptive behaviors in a very particular way. There's, right. a, there's a very specific goal mm -hmm. that we want to accomplish this week. And it began with an article that we saw from ChildMind, mm -hmm. with a, a, a organization, mm -hmm. website or something. We receive mm -hmm. uh, periodic mailings from them. And this week it happens to be about temper tantrums and mm -hmm. other forms of, uh, we're going to use the term dysregulated behavior. Mm -hmm. Okay, right. And one of the things that we want to talk about that we keep running into professionally, uh, both in terms of uh, our practice as well as in uh, workshops and presentations that we do, mm -hmm. teachers and parents and administrators usually ask, how do we know that somebody, that, that this misbehavior mm -hmm. is intentional Right. And this isn't. Because right. we make the argument in our workshops right. that much of the behavior that we say that we believe is intentional right. is really not intentional. Right. Okay? Uh, it's things that children can't help mm -hmm. doing. So what we want to do this week is we want to talk about that right. intentionality versus what we're going to call dysregulation. Right. Okay? And I think those are the two terms that, we're gonna, that will recur throughout the week. Yes, and we're, we're going to we're going to sort of frame um, the disorders that we talked about this week. Right. We're, we're going to talk about several specific conditions that often arise when we think about these specific issues. Correct. Um, and we're going to talk about the disruptive behaviors. Um, and and I guess we should define when we're talking about disruptive behaviors, we're talking about outbursts. This these may be temper tantrums, um, what we refer to them as temper tantrums rages, um, emotional meltdowns, we refer to them in some of those ways. Right. We're talking about that type of um, expression of um, you know, real negative uh, emotional um, right. challenging behavior. Yeah, we're talking about when children erupt, mm -hmm. okay? whether, it's, whether they erupt at home, mm -hmm. as young children do with the temper tantrum, or as teenagers do with a verbal onslaught, you mm -hmm. know, they'll frequently verbally attack their parents right. or a sibling. So we're talking about those kinds of outbursts mm -hmm. that are significant enough to upset the normal right. tone or functioning of a home or a classroom. Exactly. Okay? And it's, a, it's an, um, an, an important area of concern, mm -hmm. both for parents and teachers, is how do I know what to do? How do I interpret this particular right. behavior? How do I know whether it's just attention-seeking mm -hmm. or it might be more than that? How do I make right. that difference? Right. So over the course of the week, we're going to talk about, we're going to address four specific diagnoses right. mm -hmm. that, again, often come up. Uh, the first is ADHD, ADHD, right. ADD. Um, the second is oppositional defiant disorder. Correct. Third is conduct disorder. And the fourth is a relatively new diagnosis mm -hmm. that just came with the DSM-5 um, in 2013 right. called disruptive mood dysregulation disorder. Right. And, and so that last one is one that people continue to talk about and wonder right. about. You right. know, what what is that really? Mm -hmm. And people, even though the DSM-5 was published in 2013, people are still asking mm -hmm. for clarification of this diagnosis of DMDD. What right. does it really mean? And we thought it would be a good way to cap 
to end mm -hmm. and not cap off because we're going to cap off with treatment. On Saturday, how, how do right. we treat these things? Um, because treatment also has to be differentiated. But we're going to talk about DMDD. So if you're interested or you know people who are interested in that topic, that's where we're headed uh, by Friday. Right. We're going to talk about DMDD. So right. tune in. Absolutely. Um, and we're going to sort of um, structure each one in regards to these outbursts um, and, and talk about them in terms of frequency, intensity, and duration. Right. Mm -hmm. um, so we're that because those are going to be in part how we differentiate some of these things. That's right. right. So, mm -hmm. uh, so we're going to emphasize that. Now, all of this is going to be to differentiate between um, these th these diagnosable uh, mental health conditions mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and typical, common, um, you know, normally occurring, um, challenging behaviors, temper tantrums. Right. It's, it's always hard to find the words. You know, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm listening to you explain it. And I understand exactly what you mean. But it's hard to find the words because right. what we're talking about, typically when, when we, when we look at a child who is misbehaving, right. the, our first instinct is the child is doing it on purpose mm -hmm. or the child is doing it to make me angry right. or the child is doing it to get something right. or to avoid something. Right. So we typically attribute some motive these to, to some motive. Right. The, the child is doing this to get something or to avoid something. Mm -hmm. Okay. There's nothing wrong with that, mm -hmm. except that it's insufficient. Right. It's it's not ina inaccurate. It may not be inaccurate, um, but we always want to talk about necessary and sufficient. Right. And all we're saying about gain or ac access or avoid, which is typically what we we think about to get something or to avoid something. Um, it's just an insufficient explanation right. for the range of behaviors right. that we really see in children and adolescents. Right. And I think that the perfect example is when we think about the terrible twos. Right. Right. So with right. the terrible twos, temper tantrums begin as a dysregulation. They begin as the child is unable to sort of uh, handle the fact that they've been denied something, handle that they can't do something that they want to do. But so they react with a temper tantrum. But it's normal. It's they, normal. They're dysregulated because they don't have the experience or the nervous system mm -hmm. to rein it all in. Now, some kids with a very easy temperament. Right don't get upset mm -hmm. but most kids do most kids sometime after the first year mm -hmm. will start to have temper tantrums right. now depending on how the parent and the teacher and the other caregivers respond to those temper tantrums those temper tantrums can shift from being caused by dysregulation to serving a purpose that's right you know so, so. if if the child learns that by temp, uh, throwing a temper tantrum they're going to get what they want mm -hmm. now that behavior, that challenging behavior, now has a purpose. It now has... Um, now there's intent. There's some intent there. So the, we can see those adjustments, those shifts happening um, from very early on, depending yeah. on, uh, again, how the environment responds to the child. So right. um, that's how we can differentiate, or that's how we uh, talk about differentiating between what's typical mm -hmm. um, or what's caused by dysregulation. Um, because when that's we talk right. about some of the disorders, it's not typical. But it's also not intentional. Right. It's dysregulation uh, versus other things that are more intention-based. Right. If you've ever dealt with a two-year-old who's been sleep-deprived, mm -hmm. a tired, fussy, hot two-year-old. Or a co-worker who's been <laughs> sleep-deprived is hot and... Did you notice I have a sweater on today? I did notice it's you have a sweater on. Yes. It it's is. Winter, winter returned the other day. It was 88 one day and 38 the next day. Yeah. It's like Pennsylvania. Um, 
I have to stay warm today because mm-hmm. I'm going to be on the road. You are. Yeah. Yes. You were talking about me, mm-hmm. sleep deprived no. coworkers. Come on. No. You were. Weren't I was. No. Are you sleep deprived? Maybe. No, me. No, you. Oh, okay. I still remember what I was going to say. So, if you've ever dealt with a with a tired mm-hmm. two year old, right. they they don't quite have the experience to pull it all together. Right. You know, when when they get older, they'll say, "I'm going to go lay down." They'll go mm-hmm. to the bed. And right, they'll, right. they'll lay down. Um, but at, right, right, <laughs> by four or five. But at two, two and a half, three, um, kids just kind of fall apart when mm-hmm. they get tired. Okay, that's dysregulation. Right. But you're right. Once they learn that the temper tantrum gets them something, mm-hmm. and we see this, we see these masterful little three-year-olds, oh, yeah. two and a half, three-year-olds, they'll say, well, a temper tantrum doesn't get me anything in the kitchen of my home, but man, I can haul, I can collect when I'm in a grocery store. Right. Because if I have it in public, right. then my, then everybody acts very differently. Exactly. So they learn these subtle mm-hmm. differences, and, and even at two and a half or three, they say, okay, can't do it at home, but... I'll get a toys store. Can. Okay, yeah. I can go to toy. Well, can't go to Toys R Us anymore, but no. you can go to Walmart, go to uh, yeah. the grocery store, have a full blown temper tantrum, and mm-hmm. people are going to react just the way I want them to. Yeah. So, so the, they're they're smart yeah. about it, but you can have both dysregulation mm-hmm. and intent. Right. Okay. So that's that's the recurring theme that we want to be talking about this week. Absolutely. So stay tuned. We're going to work through. Um, some different, so th- those four diagnoses, and then we're going to wrap up the week, as we said, with treatment. Yeah. How do we respond? What do we do about some of these things? So and, and you said that we're going to do ADHD first, yes, right? ADHD, ADHD is tomorrow. ADHD. Okay. So, Very good. All right. That is it for today. Until next time, stay happy, stay healthy, and forget to be afraid.